do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. There we go. We are recording. I'm not even going to do a ring ring because we're sitting on the porch, y'all. We are on the porch on the most beautiful autumn day you can imagine in the Southern Highlands. The sun is coming in at that angle that it does. I love it. Everything's pretty. The sky is that blue that's just blue, blue, blue. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm looking at the hate blue on the porch, and I'm looking at the sky, and I'm going, I wish this, that my hate blue was a little more like that sky color. It's a little greenish to me. I don't know. It what is you think. a little. It is. I mean, and I don't know what I'm thinking putting hate blue on the porch. Is that to keep the hates in? Because God <laughs> knows it ain't keeping them out. I'll tell you right now, it won't stop them from at least knocking on the door. No, ma'am, it will not turn it on the little lights, leaving <laughs> some change. That was my only, I would say, regret about working on Salon at the shop was that I wanted to be here on Salon. <laughs> I was here last year for That's uh, right. because I was in quarantine. and. It was a magical evening. It really was. My gosh. Windy. I remember that. Well, Samhain was cold this year. Yeah, I guess it was. Well, I mean, if you celebrate Samhain at, you know, the Halloween weekend, it was cold. Mm -hmm. If you celebrate Samhain as, you know, the midpoint between the equinox and solstice, then I think that weather's pretty good. I don't know. I just celebrate it all the time. Yeah, why not? I, I used to say it was all t always Beltane in my heart. Yeah, I remember. But i got to tell you now, it's always sound in my heart because it's too damn many people dying. Too many people dying, and plus I love the weather that time of oh, year. Oh, <laughs> this weather is so perfect. It is. If y'all hear any kind of rustling around, it's because there's a little bit of a breeze, and when it hits a certain batch of leaves, they come down. <laughs> There's go. It goes on now. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to hear them hit things. And because a lot of them are, there we go. Yeah. Brown well, and crunchy. And, and I do not rake leaves. I leave the leaves down. Yeah. It's healthy. So that they can leave the last of the nutrients on the soil here. Mm -hmm. And then I, maybe in the spring I'll rake them up, put them in the compost. But I also might not. Because this, as you can observe, is not a lawn. It is a yard full of weeds. It is a beautiful yard. Yeah, and it's not full of weeds. It's well, got some good now things. it's full of leaves. <laughs> there went a big old batch of them. Here, oh they, here we go. Y'all want to hear it? Tell you, you get a little bit of a breeze going and it sounds like somebody walking through the yard it does it sounds perfect though i love it it does tell you there's something about this porch i've had set on a lot of porches this is it's a good it's the it's one of the best it's a good and yep definitely so 
so it's always it's always cottage time in my heart. <laughs> me, yeah, me too. It was so nice. I was down here last week with Arjuna. Arjuna the Magnificent is what I called him last week. Because <laughs> he can turn his hand to just about anything. And he's so good with this little house because he's creative in his repairing. Yeah, yeah. And he'll just look at something and go, oh, that is messed up. <laughs> that is so messed up. But here's what I think we can do about that. He's just so good. And then it'll happen. And then he makes it happen, and he doesn't charge an arm and a leg. And then he probably goes home and creates a masterpiece on the guitar. Yeah. And the most talented people are, are creative at work, aren't so they? He's so talented. I think he's been having some hand trouble, though. I don't know how oh. much playing he's doing. Mm. I don't know how much playing anybody's doing. Well, with... If you're able to make the commitment of time and have the discipline to do it, a lot of people are doing things on their own that they never would have before. Oh my gosh. Dave the Bard, who is a, a guy I've met several times, I'm not going to say he's a friend of mine, but he's a, he's an amazing musician. Yeah. He lives in, uh, in England. And he's been doing these funny little desk concerts like a lot of them are doing. Yeah. And he'll just, it's like he opens up his laptop. He turns it on, he does whatever, you know, however he sets it up. He's just sitting there and he goes, hey, it's me, your man, Dave the Bard. And look, I'm getting my guitar now, and he'll pick up his guitar, and he's just so personable and chatty and delightful. And he'll play a little tune, do 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 sing a little song, it's just, and it is impeccably beautiful. Mm. You know, he's just, he's so good. And then he'll go, well, what did y'all think of that one? And he'll look at, like it's a Facebook Live, he'll look in the chat. Oh, yeah, no, I like that place too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it really feels like you're in like a house concert with him. Yeah, because it's you just, are. And it's just delightful. It's just digital. And I wish more musicians were doing that. And I wish that more uh, teachers were doing that. It's, it's fun. Just expressing themselves. Yeah. I think people are doing a lot of creative things, but... You know, I have a problem with some of it because it's all scripted by uh, corporations above them. Really? Like what? Well, what are you like, talking about? Well, in my mind, I was thinking about TikTok first. <laughs> Lousy, y'all. Now, did you do a Weird Mountain Gals TikTok? Do we have an account? We have an account. It's uh -huh. not active right now. I mean, I'm not saying that TikTok is all bad or doesn't... No, I know. I know, you know you're not. It's just, no. but I think there's a large group of people who don't realize that they don't have to do the TikTok scripted thing. Right. You know. <laughs> and so many of them do. And I know, here's another thing. There are a lot of people who are on TikTok because of the vanity or the aesthetics of it. Oh, yes. You know, how many people do you see that get on TikTok that have the most perfect makeup and the most perfect clothes and the, you know, everything is perfect. By the time they're 12 or 13 years old now, they have a little studio in their bedroom. Oh, heck yeah. It, it's insane to me, but. Well, I turned 65 this year and I got myself a red, white, and blue card and I got one of them circular lights. <laughs> So I'm ready. Light. I'm ready. I got me a circle light now. That's not what they call them, but you know, I got me one. 
and I just put my brand new telephone in it, and I, hell, I'd be doing some videos. What you, you reckon? Oh, yeah. It's a, do they call it a gallant or gallant or something like What? The, the light? circular light thing? Oh, no, no, I think I they just call it a circle light. Yeah. Well, a round light. I, I don't know. <laughs> I got it in over to the Best Buy. Oh, you went over to the Best uh -huh. Buy? I went over to the Best Buy because, <laughs> I don't know, we were, we were getting something else. That you could only get at Best Buy for whatever reason, hmm. and so I and I wandered over towards the cameras and that stuff. And this uh, odd young man in a blue shirt came up and said, "Is there anything I can help you find?" And I said, "Well, I, I do a lot of kind of videos things, and I, I've I've seen those lights, those special like it's like a round light." And he said, "Uh, yes, they're over here." And so he showed me who they were, and you know, you can spend like a bajillion dollars on one. Or, you can get one like I got, which was twenty nine ninety five, and it's fine except it lights up my spectacles, so I can't wear my glasses. <laughs> yeah. So then, hell no, I don't know what I'm looking like, and it doesn't matter. I shouldn't be looking at me anyway. <laughs> it ain't about me, is it? It ain't about me, is it? It no. will, you see, that's the thing, it did, in your case, you say it ain't about you, it's it's about conveying a message. <laughs> yeah. Okay? But in so many other people's minds, it's completely about them. Well, I was at the grocery store today, and I'm not going to say which one, but I was at the, well, because I was at three different grocery stores today, but at one of the grocery stores <laughs> I You have a today, problem? <laughs> I have a kind of a grocery problem today, obviously. Um, there was a new checkout person, and bless her soul to the bosom of Abraham. Oh no. She's about, uh, it's about 10.30 in the morning by the time we got to that grocery store. And her hair was perfect. And her makeup was perfect. Oh wow. And her nails were perfect. Now see, I get it that your hair and your nails, that's not something you get up in the morning and fix to be perfect. Those things, you know, you, you go to the manicure place and they do that. And that's good till it's good. Same with your hair, dude. She had on eyelashes that looked like she had a caterpillar <laughs> on top of her eye, both of her eyes. <laughs> big old, long, 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 big old. And I just thought, honey, did you actually get up this morning to come to work to be a cashier in a mm. cheap ass grocery store with them damn eyelashes on? Mm. But she did. Well. And the whole time, she had her phone here. So the whole time she was checking me out, she's also she's also on her phone doing whatever she's doing on her phone. <laughs> so you ring it up and ring and ring, and she didn't even look up at the scanner of the. She just pulled stuff across the scanner, and when it made the correct noise, she just moved it over. Oh here. really? Because we were bagging our own groceries, oh and gosh. the whole time she's looking at her phone, and I thought, hmm. I know where you were. It was. Uh, you just gave it up when you said that. Yeah, with, with a scanner. No, the bag in your own groceries. Oh, I always bag my own groceries. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, no. I, right, you thought it was Aldi. Here. No, I haven't been to Aldi today, but I could go after this. <laughs> well, yeah. Have you not hit every store? No, up? and I can't do it after this because I'm going over to pick up some bricks from a friend of mine in Kenilworth, and I've got to find out. Oh. Where that is. Are you making a pizza oven for the backyard or? No, but that's a good idea. No, <laughs> these are going to be busted up to be uh, brick dust. Oh, yeah. They're going to be busted up bricks. Busted bricks. Busted bricks. I love that word busted. I don't like what it means sometimes, but I love the word itself. 
Busted flat in Baton Rouge. <laughs> Golly, so you got me started again? Yep, yep. So, okay, so let's close the subject of TikTok. Oh, I'm sorry. God, I just <laughs> ran away with that one. Sorry, yeah, ma'am. No, and just say that TikTok exists, and it's it's just like the rest of the social media. It is what it is. You can use it for good or bad. Right now, you and I have enough in our schedule to not really be using it at all. But And everybody else, they're free to use it. Y'all just have a good time. Use it any way you want to. But uh, at the moment, I'm, I'm not really doing anything on it. And shall we move on to our other pleasant subject? This is one we were going to talk about. All right, y'all. i got to give them the backstory of this. <laughs> so we were so kind of... I don't know what we were last week. We were <laughs> ill or cranky or whatever the hell we were. I last don't know. week. Last few weeks. Last few <laughs> la- last three months, last whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we so we was a little bit cranky. Um, but funny, funny as hell is what I've been hearing from everybody. <laughs> Y'all were so funny, were we? Because we didn't feel funny. <laughs> anyway, so we're talking about, listen to that. Um... It's oak leaves getting caught in this little uh, holly tree. And scratching around on the porch and yeah. stuff. So, so Alicia says to me, now this week, we should try to do something, what did you say? Lighthearted and funny. Lighthearted and funny. And I said, yeah, that's a good idea. And she said, let's talk about funerals and storytelling. <laughs> and I was like, what? All right. All right. If you ever went to one of the funerals that I used to go to with my family and friends, you'd know. Cause it it was like, it was like a confession party. It really was a confession party. I, I'm telling you, I learned more about my kinfolk at their funerals than I knew about them at, at all. <laughs> I mean that truly. I, same for my dad, my my grandparents, because in our region of the South, where we're at, when you go to the funeral or the funeral home or the church or whatever. People get up and they start talking about the person that, that died. And then there's usually a place where people can stand up and talk if they want to about something that they'll always remember about that person and they'll tell a story. And yeah. so I heard so much stuff that it, it, it completely changed my image of my grandpa and my grandma. It did. I mean, not in a bad way. It just kind of, oh, and not to mention my uncle. You know, people getting up and saying saying that stuff. And I, I was in my, what, 30 or 40. And I was 45, I think, when my grandfather passed away. And he was 84. And so I knew what I knew about him, what I had experienced. But people were getting up and talking about how Frank and them had gone camping and this thing had happened. And that other thing happened and you know and it just really changed my image of him oh I, like, no. I love that <laughs> well <laughs> well i mean I, I know yeah i get what you're saying with that because that that's happened at, at different well different doesn't usually happen at the funeral itself in my family but at the whatever thing afterwards the uh the hospitality oh, afterwards yes, yes. Well, you got to go and overwhelm the people at their own house for a while. You got to everybody has to show up with food, and yes. we've had that that episode before. But it's the truth. 
and that's where some of the best food you'll ever taste in, in your life will be served at the funeral because folks I don't know about your family but those women had their specialties <laughs> and they would work on those specialties <laughs> oh my buddy my buddy Mark died uh, gosh 10 days ago I don't know how long ago recently recently and I, I contacted his wife, Kate, who is also a good friend, and I said, look, I, I don't want to be indelicate about this, but could I send you some money, you know, to make sure, like, if you want pizza, you could order pizza or whatever else. And she said, oh, that'd be so nice. So, you know, we did all that. And I said, because otherwise, I'd have to bring you my banana pudding, and I'd have to drive to West Virginia. <laughs> so I'm just saying this is going to be easier on me. And she said, oh, banana pudding. And, and I said, yeah, but the one I want, that I want everybody to bring when I die at my big old wake, I want to bring them to bring the spice cake with the boiled frosting. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Remember that? That's almost like the plum cake that I keep talking about. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yum. That one probably has about 18 ingredients. Yes, and, and about frosting. 45 yeah. million calories oh, and twice as many carbohydrates. <laughs> and can you imagine the stories that people would stand up and tell about you? Can you imagine that? <laughs> well, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to it's hard to get people to tell stories. Like if you do one of those celebration of life things, and you go, now I'm going to star, I'm going to tell a story about our beloved deceased friend. And then you, I want y'all to think about something, and I want you to tell a story. And sometimes, they just sit there looking at you like alone. <laughs> like, I ain't telling those stories. I didn't come here to entertain people. I came here to do what I'm doing. And then sometimes, you can't shut them up. Right. You just can't shut them up. It just keeps going on and on and on. I love it. I love Me it. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I've had, you know, a couple of family members that were really popular, well-known in well known in town that's yeah. what i would say and especially in a small town like that so they had to have a, they had funerals at the funeral home yeah and there would be standing room only and people wrapped around the building at my uncle's and my grandfather's wedding or funeral wedding, and, uh, wedding to death yeah and they'd get up i remember these people i would walk around in the beginning before it started i would walk through some of these crowds of people and first of all I wouldn't even be freaked out because nobody had on a mask but, <laughs> but I would just hear stories echoing around and yeah. you could kind of tell what what era in his life they were at by, the, <laughs> by what they called him yes yes Mayor Frank and I remember when Frank came here out of, out of the Navy and he bought him you know and they yeah. talked about Somebody talked about my uncle's predilection for mapping out the county. Ooh. And remember that time we were over here and we found this thing? And I wonder what all they found. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and what all they saw. Ain't no telling. And who all they were with, too. Uh-huh. That was, that was another thing. It's like, really? These stories, I just can't connect some of them with my uh, nice, normal, in, in, you know, very nice uh, grandparents. It's like, really? They partied? 
you know. Well, the big joke we tell in my family about my grandmother is that she was in, she was just, she sang in the Methodist church choir and she worked her whole life and she did kindnesses for people, you know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But the story we all love to tell about her is she had bad knees. She had two bad knees. And the way she got the first bad knee was she was doing the Charleston in a barn and the heel of her shoe got caught, went through a, a knot hole, you know, knocked through uh, a knot yeah. hole. And her her foot went one way and her knee went the other, Ooh, something like that. Ow. And it, it oh, wrenched her knee. Ow. It was terrible. And then and then the next question was always, well, how'd she get the other bad knee? And we go, same way, same <laughs> damn way. I don't know how many months later she was back out in somebody's barn or somebody's house or something doing the damn Charleston and she did her her other knee the same damn way. She was a barn dancer obsessed with the Charleston. Well, and I think that just tells you everything you need to know about me and my family <laughs> is that we do not learn our lessons easily. <laughs> we do not. I mean, she could have worn flat shoes, you know? To dance to Charleston. Yeah, yeah right. she could have done that, but she didn't because that wasn't it. Yeah. She's kind of proud. She had a little bitty feet. Oh. I obviously did not inherit her feet. That used to be a thing. Oh yeah. They'd want to. They'd want. They women would talk about having little feet. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard a man mention. No, it. I think. Oh, I don't. Men have little feet. That says some, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Feet, it says something hands. about them. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I don't think I've ever heard a a man. Oh, a man saying he liked a woman with, with little, little feet. feet. Yeah. I don't know. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Although you know what, I did have a woman who came up to the counter the other day. And she spoke about my little white hands. And, and I, I, is it like, did she say little white or lily white? Uh, I don't know. Which one is it? Well, my little I stubby mean, hands. I mean, they are they are little white hands, but they're also lily white hands. Yeah, but they also, you know, do what they do. So, done, and they done what yeah, they done. Yeah. I used to I used to go get fake nails. Can you believe that? That yes, I would I ever can be a fake that. nail person. I can believe that because you worked like you worked in with the public all the time. I you did. had to look a certain way. I did, yeah, yeah. When yeah, yeah. And I love I loved it though. It felt like the biggest luxury to go and let somebody just do do the work on my hands and stuff. It did. Wow, it felt like luxury. And then I realized that that luxury was expensive. So you can't say that I'm not cheap, because I am cheap. <laughs> I like to think of it as frugal, but I just all the fun went out of the thought. If I huh. if I'd kept going, you know, well because I'm. It's, there are people who are starving for food, and not to mention, I I have goals that I want to meet. So why would I be out there just having manicures and? fake nails and stuff and I'm just not that person anyway I'm really not well yeah I can see that I mean I when I was uh, doing theater I often had long nails but I wasn't doing so much gardening then or like heavy carpentry work or any right. of that stuff that I did that like, after, now. Yeah, <laughs> like after we leave here I'm gonna go haul bricks so <laughs> I you know but there came a point that I was I was biting my nails, mm-hmm. and that was just something I I did. It was a hab- habitual thing, 
And so I decided I was going to grow my nails out again just to see if I could and not bite them. And so I did that. But then it was like once I proved that to myself, yeah. then I was okay. Hmm. Well, that's, so it was never a vanity thing with you? No. I mean, my, my hands, I used to be... I used to like the way my hands look because I've got pretty long fingers and, you know, but now my hands look like they're serviceable. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at my hands, you know, I can knead bread and I can make uh, kraut by hand and I probably can swing an axe and or all a shillelagh. that stuff. Or a shillelagh. Or a, a garden got, hoe. Yes. So I've, got my, I've got strong hands still. In fact, I was, golly, I'm going to be going down a rabbit hole now. This morning, I've been, I was on my feet a lot recently because I'm canning. So, you know, I'm stirring and washing and all that other stuff. And I've just been on my feet cleaning and stuff too. And and this thing happens once, sometimes in the night, if my feet get cold and my ankles get cold, they kind of seize up. Mm. And so I often wear socks, especially in cold weather, when I go to bed. And then I was thinking, my ankles seize up. I wonder if that's like arthritis in my ankles. So I don't know whether it is or not, because it doesn't happen very often. It only happens when I'm standing on my feet a lot. Then it probably isn't. It's probably and just fluid. It, it, who knows? And and if I make sure and wear socks, it usually doesn't happen. Oh, well, yeah. And it's not like I'm going to bed in beautiful French lingerie and then I got some big woolly socks on. That's huh. just not how my life is. Huh. But it, it got me thinking that I am 65 years old and right now I don't have stuff that hurts like that. I mean, my feet hurt because my feet always hurt and always have. But, like, I don't have those, like, arthritis aches. Like, my, my joints don't hurt when they bend. My, I bend my knees and they don't hurt. Yeah. And boy, I just feel, I feel very blessed about that. You very are. Blessed. Man, you are. I, I told you that story before. One day I was going in there for hand surgery. Oh, yeah. And the anesthesiologist and I were talking. We were just chattering back and forth. Yeah. And I asked her, I said, well, we were talking about pain issues and stuff like that. And... I asked her, I said, well, how many people do you see that have pain issues that are my age? Because I, I was in yeah. my 40s or something. And she gave me the statistics, and I was shocked. And by the time you were 65, she said, probably 80% of the people in general have pain issues that are chronic. Wow. That's huge. That's huge. And by the time you're my age, which is a little bit, just a few years younger than that, um, it's like 75%. You know. Fifty percent of the people, by the time you're in your upper forties, are are having pain issues that are every single day. That's God, huge well, amount I of just, people. I feel hugely blessed. Oh, I, I was trying to think if I knew anyone who was in their over the age of, say, my age, fifty-eight. Mm -hmm. or, I think I'm fifty-eight. Yeah, who do do not have pain issues. I don't. You're the only one. Well, I mean, I do, like, I had my sciatica thing for two months and figured out it was a mattress problem. And then I had a shoulder thing. I was uh, I was at an event in South Carolina, and my buddy Suge was there. We haven't seen each other incredibly long amount of time. And we just stood six feet apart, both of us double masked. Grinning at each other. Looking at each other. And, and she said, can we hub? And I said, 
yes ma'am, we'll just turn our faces away. So we both did that thing where we turned as far as we could from each other and just grabbed each other really hard. Oh. And my shoulder did, made this kind of oh. Oh. sound. Oh. And oh. she said, Lordy, that was your shoulder. And I had been having trouble, and I'm rubbing it now, having trouble with that shoulder off and on for a few days. But I'm telling you, after I gave her that big hug and it made that noise, it's been perfectly fine ever since. Right. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it was like getting some uh, massage therapy. Put it back in place yeah, or something. Yeah, maybe. But I, you know, I just count myself blessed that I'm in basically good health. You are. And I'm knocking on wood again, and my brain is more or less functional. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's functional. I was on uh, Facebook the other day, and uh, Jim Taylor was on there. Hey, Jim. I don't know if you listen to this or not. Jim Taylor was on there, and he had. He quoted the the lyrics for a song that had been stuck in my head for three days, and I said, "Get out of my head! I've been thinking about that for for so for days and days." And he said, "Oh, is that where I've been?" And I said, "Well, you might as well be wandering around in there. It's pretty empty right now." But we had this what whole, song was it? This whole conversation, um, American tune, American American tune. Is that the name of it, Paul Simon? Me? Yeah. Me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's funny. I get songs stuck in my head. I did that thing, Garjuna, the other day that I've done to a lot of people um, where he used some phrase and I just burst into song. I do it to you all the time on this damn podcast. (laughs) And he just stood back and he looked at me and he said, you are the only person I know who does that. I said, I've I've got a head full of all kinds of trivial music. He's hanging out with the wrong crowd. Everybody I know does that. It's crazy. <laughs> it's I don't know it's the way we think. It's the way we don't. Maybe it's just what is? a musician well, thing. And I love any excuse to sing. I don't mm-hmm. get to sing nearly enough. Let's have another jam on your porch. We well, need to find a day to, like this. You used to have jams on my porch all the time that I never came to. Well, you should come to one at your house, <laughs> at your damn porch. <laughs> I would love that, but we have to have good weather. Yeah, you something wanna, like this would be fine. You don't want to sing on on a cold day. It's beautiful today. And we'll have more beautiful weather in December, January. We would. I would be right here on the at that end right there, and Selby would be right here. And that was that got me through it, my Jones and. Yeah. The yeah. worst part of it. And since then, I've been a couple of times to a couple of little jams. Nice. I, and I went to one about a month ago, and I told Gomez, you know what? I'm not going again for a while. There was something mm. that felt a little unsafe about that. Yeah. I don't know why I said it, but it was a feeling, and I'm going to listen to it. But it was wonderful. I mean... Yeah. The, what's happened is coronavirus came along and all the musician combinations got stuck in the gel for a little while. Yeah. And then they got reshuffled. So we're in the midst of reshuffling. Yeah. So it's like my band, the current residents, I'm not sure if we're still the current residents. I'm pretty sure we are. But... I, but we used to be a band that went out quite a bit and played. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not so sure that we're all that interested in doing that anymore. Huh. But, I mean, I will be. Because, for me, it's not so much the performance. It's the practice that I live for. I love yeah. it. Well, you have to have a performance to work towards. 
to practice. <laughs> and, well, I, and I yeah. like I like the craftsmanship of music. Mm-hmm. That's where I. That's what I guess I'm trying to say. I like learning it and practicing. So I'm I'm not. I, yeah. I remember being down at Craig's one time. I don't remember who else was there besides Craig and you. Was Sylvie there? No, I and don't we, think so. We sang and did some stuff. It was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Craig's an awesome musician. Yes, he is. He's very good. I get to surround myself by that. Yeah. So, you know what that reminded me of? What? Funerals. Yes. Because that's where the best music you'll ever hear is. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. And. Part of it is because people actually sing from emotion. People you wouldn't expect sing with emotion. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, but also there's something about singing, like, if it's not just, you know, these are the songs you sing at funeral. Now we're going to sing Amazing Grace. Now we're going to sing When the Roll is Called Up Yonder. You know, I wish, I wish funerals still had like that old classic hymn music or they had classical music you know big oratorio kind of music but sometimes the music is just it's lame really yeah i mean i've not been to a a, like a big funeral funeral in a while because most people now do it's a celebration of life Oh, and well. there's a lot of videos and there's a lot of pictures and all that, which is fine. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying, I sometimes you just want to be in a place where, where everybody is singing mm-hmm. Amazing Grace. And half of them have their hands above their head. Yes. That's and half of them can't sing worth a crap. <laughs> but they're singing loud because they're Baptists. And that's and, what Baptists do. And it, and it ends up being a, a nice harmony somehow sometimes. Yes. Not every yeah. time, but yeah. it does. Yeah, no, I, I loved funeral music. I always have. But but I also, I don't think that it needs to be just the, the you know, bringing in the sheaves and all that stuff. Oh, I do like it, though, sometimes. I do. Did you watch Colin Powell's funeral? I watched a little bit of it, yeah. Did you see the beautiful baritone oh, that's yeah. saying, How Great Thou Art? Yes. So... You and I were recording when it was live. Yes, we were. And I had the television on, and I had it on mute, but I had the captions on. And so I could see this this fella get up to the podium, and I knew what song he was singing, which was How Great Thou Art. And he was so expressive. Yes, he was. That it made it. It was just like, wow, I have to hear that. Yeah. And I did. I went and looked it up after after we got finished recording, and, and it blew me away. Well, there was some beautiful music at Prince Philip's Memorial. And that was, you know, that was hot in COVID, so there would be people off in one corner singing a song, just mm. beautiful stuff. Yep. Well, and then, trying to think, when my cousin Carl Boyd died, and his funeral was over at, uh, I can't remember if it was Gross, maybe it was a, gro- a Gross yeah. funeral home, and they played some Dolly Parton. Really? They did, because he loved Dolly. What'd they play? Um, gosh, I don't remember. It was three or four different Dolly songs. Oh, gosh, it was good, good, good. Have you ever been to a funeral where there was, like, drama? 
<laughs> oh yes. Well, the recent one, yeah, one I know about. Oh no, I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm thinking about the one where, let's see, he died, and he had remarried, but the woman who was his previous girlfriend. Oh, I don't know. It was very, very complicated, and and the 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 estranged woman got up and just went crazy at the pulpit. You know, and now we're speaking about our beloved, and she was like, he was this and he was that, and blah, blah, blah. And then the woman who had been his sweetheart for a long time, she just stood up and started, what did she start doing? 23rd Psalm, Lord's Prayer, something like that. Oh. She just stood straight up, and she started going, Our Father, which art in heaven. And this woman is just railing up here at the pulpit. It was Great! <laughs> Perfectly great. She was trying to pray the demon out of it. That's right. And then I was at uh, a high school friend's funeral. Uh, it was probably five years ago now. And a whole bunch of us who hadn't seen each other in years. It was kind of like the big chill funeral. <laughs> and, uh, and, and our friend had in his later years, well, he had always been very religious, but he'd become evangelically religious. And so the preacher started something about, he started being some kind of anti-Semitic stuff. And I'm sitting beside two Jews, and they just stand up, and they look around, and they march out. Which they should have done, and we all should have done it. Yeah. But we didn't. Um, but yeah, oh golly, yeah. I love a dramatic, I love a dramatic funeral. Wow. Bring it. I love I love just the get together and I like to watch the emotions I do but I, do too. I haven't witnessed any real drama like that. Woo! I've heard about it though. Heard about it happening. Uh, well, and I told you the story of at my father-in-law's funeral and they um, they are Italian American and but the funeral home they used was an Irish American funeral home. Okay. So I was kind of standing in the back with the two with two of the funeral directors, just making sure that there were tissues where they need to be tissues, right. and made sure that so and so had water. You know that kind of stuff that a, that a daughter-in-law can do while everybody else does it heavier mourning. And I'm standing back there with these two Irish guys, and I said, I, I bet a, I bet an Irish funeral is not like this, is it? And they just looked at me and they shook their head. And, Oh no! <laughs> By now, somebody would have uh, would have thrown a punch, and somebody else would have answered it, <laughs> and there would have been a lot of drinking, and possibly they would have knocked the casket off. By now, no, oh. this is not like not, oh. a big Irish funeral. I thought, golly, that's the exact opposite Woo. of a Baptist funeral because there's no drinking. Oh no, man! Well, none that's acknowledged. Right, and of course, I remember when my great aunt passed away, they talked about the fact that she was 99 and had never danced. And they were proud of that. They were. She was. It was a big deal to them that she had never danced. Never Aww. danced a step. Well, that kind of breaks my heart. She, she was She was. She was another one. I was going to say, unlike my grandmother, who <laughs> always was dancing a step. Yeah, and Charleston in the barn. But now nah, she just... She was another one that I found out a lot of stuff about after she died. Not necessarily <laughs> bad. Like, I didn't know. You know, they've got her handprints on a gate at the military base in Sumter, South Carolina. 
How come? Because she she worked for the Navy and she did some sort of communicating thing for them. I don't yeah. I don't know well, exactly what she did, but she was one of the first females that was that did that sort of thing. Wow. Yeah, so they put her put her handprints up there somehow. And I vaguely remember hearing that some group had come to put her handprints on something. Oh. And I but I I'd long ago forgotten it. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Somebody else brought up her some how beautiful she was and they showed a picture of her and it was at her I guess you would call it a confirmation with the Eastern Star. Ooh. And so she was in that beautiful white dress and you know all, wow. all those Massey women had this beautiful red hair, just bright red hair uh -huh. and these these pale blue eyes and they all had white and pink skin. Every one of them. And so she and she was another one. Bright hair. Like Ronald McDonald Bryce. <laughs> Thank you, Henna. Yours when was, you don't really need it. Oh, I was going to say, yours was never that red, was it? Mine was super red when I was young. Yeah. It was a lot, lot brighter than this is now. Matter of fact, that was my nickname in high school is everybody used to call me Flaming Red. <laughs> which, whatever. <laughs> hey, Flaming well, Red. My friend Shirley uh, is a redhead. I'm going to say that right up front. But she is, she's a little, she's younger than I am by a few years, and she got so mad. She went to have her driver's license renewed, and they said her hair was brown because Ooh. it had faded over the years. Over the years, yeah. So that it wasn't as, because it, when I knew her, it was red, red, red. Oh. But I, it has, it has faded some. I always see it as red, though, bright red. Mine is, mine is faded, definitely faded, but, and I'm getting the two... The, right at the temple, the white streak. Silver wings. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to be Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm getting ready to make my hair red again. It's it's henna time, girls. Nice. Henna time. My grandma loved and swore by henna, only henna. And yeah. she didn't even need it, is the thing. Her hair was like just like mine, and so she put henna in it, and it went from... It went from auburn to orange to red, yeah. fire engine red fire or something. Red. <laughs> well, I put it on because my hair is so baby fine. It thickens it up a little bit. Uh, and I like the neutral henna, but somebody gave me a whole bunch of bright red henna. It's like, hell yes, I'll be red for a while until I work that down. Remember the henna came in these yellow metal boxes. Yes. I've got one. Uh, my uh, grandma's going to. And it has the henna in it. Still, nice. still left over from it. So, I I liked I even as a young person I liked looking at those old products. Yes. Do Do you remember Vix had this thing that looked like chapstick? Yes. And you'd stick it up your nose yes. and sniff it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, and clear your sinuses right out. Yep. And I remember, of course, and we may have talked about this. I remember Dippity Doo. I remember my grandmother used a mascara that was a cake, a dried cake yep. mascara. We've talked about and that. You, yep. The red little box. And yep, that yeah. was a Maybelline mascara, and it came with a tiny brush, and you just wet it, and then you put that on your eyelashes. And I think that would have to be the most awkward, weird thing, that little tiny brush. Well, I guess, you know, you just got used to it. She also would curl her eyelashes. 
I've seen that. I've I've got friends who still curl their eyelashes. Yeah. That's, I don't have enough eyelashes to curl. No, and the ones I do have are, I have that blepharitis, so it's it's this thing where the eyelashes curl, curl the wrong way. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. There goes our neighbor with oh. his pretty dog. What's this? Is that Lucky? Is that the dog's name? I or? don't remember. I know Kitty is Freddie Mercury. I haven't seen Freddie Mercury. That must be keeping him locked up. Oh, that cat. That Let other me, cat. That the cat other cat we have. Oh, hey. your new cat. Not much. Just enjoying the day. It's really nice out. It, it is. is beautiful. His that cat, which his name is Tigger, but I don't really like that name. But that's really his name. But that is the weirdest cat, and I almost brought him today. Because <laughs> she's on a leash, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a leash cat, and I, if he would still fit, he's gained so much weight. He is an eating machine right now, and just he wants <laughs> he wants his vegetables too now. I love that. It's weird because he'll cry for them, <laughs> and so I know that sound that he makes when he wants vegetables, and it's like I have started ordering baby spinach every week whether I plan on eating it or not Aww. because he's got to have his I feed him about a cup every morning and I wow. it's like I don't know if that's too much of in the according to what I'm reading it's not I don't know I don't think I've ever had a cat that would eat spinach but maybe I never gave a cat spinach yeah. and that's the reason well I don't put it all out put it out all at once so that's what he'll eat in the course of, of a day but that's a lot of spinach every day, if you think about it. It is. <laughs> so, th so that kitty is not anemic. No, I wouldn't think so. He is not anemic. Well, but anemic is, they need iron, right? Spinach is loaded with iron, oh, I think. Oh, okay, gotcha. I mean, that's what I was told us when we were kids. That's, that's how right. come Popeye, Popeye is so strong, because he eats his spinach. And he, th this cat is strong. And he just, he thinks he's a dog. He doesn't know that he's not. You know how with the cat, when you, you can play with it and the cat will run and it'll get all, you know, playful. Same with the dog. This cat does this thing when he's being playful. He'll let, he'll let you kind of run around with him. And then he'll just flop over on his back and show his stomach just like a dog would. <laughs> and he wants you to pet his stomach. Just like a dog. I've never seen a cat that you can do that way. This cat, he's bizarre. And he wants to play fetch. On his, <laughs> he wants to play fetch. Who's ever heard of that with a cat? I, well, we had a cat that would do that with aluminum foil. you ball up aluminum <laughs> foil and throw it, and it, it would go and get it. It did. It, I can't remember if it would just do it with paper or not, but I remember, yeah. Well, he just, he does not fit the norm with cats. The other thing... Uh, Randy likes to take baths. TMI, I know. Oh, but that's the cat, sweet. you can't, you can't leave that door open because the cat will jump in the bathtub. It loves water. I think you got a crazy cat. It, yeah, I do. So I want to get him out and get him used to the leash with me. Yeah. And yeah. just see how he does with it and all of that. He is a little insane cat, though. I love it. Cats are always insane, though. I know, and he has a he meows quite often, which a cat doesn't usually meow around anything other than a human. Did you know that? They don't yes. meow to each other. They no. kind of occasionally will chirp or something if they're getting in a fight, but they meow for humans. 
and he meows like you wouldn't believe. Like now a Siamese. I was going to say, does he have some Siamese blood in him? He sounds like Siamese. And, uh, and he gets... He gets space madness every night about 11.30 and just wants to gallop up and down the hallway <laughs> like a pony on the wooden floor for probably 45 minutes solid. Wow. Yeah, so it's been fun to watch him do that. It's not so fun to watch him jump on the counter. No. And if anybody out there can give me some help I've seen him chew electrical cords ah! now. So I don't know. There's got to be a product out there that we could spray on the cords yeah. that he would hate the taste of. Yeah, I don't know what, but yeah. Maybe meat, because, you know, what a cat should be eating, but. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, no. Give me some Gross tuna. Don't put that <laughs> on there. I should try some tofu with him, see if he wants that. Little hipster cat. So you went out on the side porch today, this morning, for quite a while because the weather is really nice and mm -hmm. he can go out there. And it's it's got a it's got one of those metal screens and so I'm a little bit hesitant because I don't he I don't know if he's gonna use it as a scratching post, the screen or not. But he was fascinated. Same thing, leaves were coming down. We have a bird feeder right there that's very active, and he was fascinated. <laughs> yep, so he's good entertainment. Wow. Yep. Well, and that's good. That's mm -hmm. a good thing. I bet you'll have a cat here or a dog. Well, Someday. I'm. you know, a dog is tempting because there's some things that I'd like the dog to do, some work. Yeah. Um, but... You know, you can't you can't have a dog in a place so you're not living all the time, so maybe That's one true. day. I tell you my neighborhood keeps screwing around and find out and I've I'm gonna be down here a lot more. Every this time I turn around they're building some new piece of crap. I, I am sick of watching it happen on the news. Yeah. Here the, and they're all just like the news will report on it. Like it's the best thing ever. Well, did you hear the thing? Now, I loved how they rebranded it between one day and the other. One day it was, hey, there's a new hotel coming to South Slope and looks like a beer can. Ha-hoo! That's going to be great. And you could obviously see that their ad people went, who described it that way? Because a hotel that looks like a beer can does not sound very attractive. So, by the next day they had rebranded it. And it was not a hotel that looks like a beer can. I can't remember what they said. It was very dull and very, it's, it'll be lovely, lovely. You will want to stay here. But I could think about those, uh, you know, like in the 40s and 50s, they do the roadside attractions, the giant ball of yarn and stuff like that. I thought, God, a giant beer can on South Slope. Yeah. And you just go in, and all, and it's just a series of circular rooms all the way up. And oh. they're great. Come on. It used to be a nuclear silo. <laughs> yeah, or a grain silo. <laughs> God. Was that, do you remember the Interstate Motel? You, the Interstate Motel that is now condos? Yes. Aren't they, is, does that not strike you as funny? It does. Hilariously funny. <laughs> Do you think that any of the people living there realized that they were in a dollar an hour hotel? Yeah, it was it was a it was a Hooker Haven, a no tell hotel. It was a no tell motel. motel, 
It was literally the place that if you if you wanted to go have a wild party for a couple of hours for a couple of hours you would go there and do it. What? It was a place where all the hookers same thing their, with the Gray you know, Rock. Really? I mean I mean the Glen Rock, the Glen Rock down the river in the River Arch district. And also the River Arts District itself. itself. And the Windsor Hotel, the Windsor Boutique Hotel, downtown on uh, Broadway. That used to be where uh, the drunks and the old prostitutes and whatever lived for, and it was cheap, cheap housing for people that were very marginalized. And across the street from there now, where, where there's now a parking deck or a parking lot, I guess, was the Carolina hotel yeah and it was the same thing it was, oh yeah, yeah. It was bad. no the history of this town when when you tell people history of stuff they just look at you like well it's not like that now and it's like well no <laughs> but within living memory because it's not like I'm 106 years old no no well in the interstate motel specifically it's like well you can build a new building there and then it would be completely different but, why but to use it? the same hotel <laughs> It's like, I sure hope they've replaced the mirrors in the bathroom because they were all scratched out. How many people you, got videotaped there? Oh, my God. And didn't know oh it. Oh, my God. I, it's just, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> the, we should do the dirty his, history of Ashford. Oh, it would be too long. The episode know, would have to be split. Well, we used to, we, we did occasionally. I'm not going to say we used to, like we used to do it a lot. But we used to do the... The, uh, I don't remember what we called it, but the night, the nasty tour of Asheville <laughs> that would start up at uh, G's uh, Gifts and, and Films up on the square of the Porno and, Jack. Yeah, yeah, and then would and we'd do a couple other things, and we would end up we we toured the Glen Rock and do some you know oh. <laughs> all that stuff. Check out the girls on Lexington Avenue, and then we would go down to the Fine Arts to watch a movie. When the fine arts was, the fine arts was a porn theater and the not theater. Uh, uh, a very unusual British and European films Artsy. theater. It's an art. It's an place. art film house now. Yes, but you're right. <laughs> it was the place that that my parents didn't want me to look up that road if we were yeah, driving exactly. up there. Yeah, exactly. Don't of, even look up there because it's going to say something nasty. <laughs> oh yeah, we know way too much history. Way too much. Well, it was now looking back, it seems like innocent fun compared to the bullshit that we put up with today. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Not, not absolutely. that we had porno in the road anymore, but well, that's because it's just ubiquitous. It's that's right. You just drive down South French Roll mm -hmm. on a Friday night nope. or wherever else they all are. I mean, I don't know because I'm not out much at night anymore. <laughs> that's true. So, true you got thing. everything to do. Well, girl, I got to go get some bricks over to the Kenilworth. Go do it. I'm going to see if we had any more t-shirts come in. And that's right. The t-shirts are in. We the t-shirts are in, about that. Hope everybody enjoys their t-shirts. And thank you for ordering them. And we still have some, so don't yeah, be do. shy about ordering some more. That's true. Find one of us. And you can find the stuff on our, either one of our Facebook pages mm -hmm. or on the Weird Mountain Gals. Yep. Is it on the Weird Mountain Gals page? Yeah, it is, yeah. and it's also on the Weirdling page, good. too. Good, good, good. Yeah, or do one. They're really pretty. Yep. 
Alright, I'm enjoying the afternoon. It's in gray. I love it. I hate to leave. But, you know, duty calls. Yeah, we gotta do what we gotta do. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. W-Y-R-D.